Hey, everybody. It's Dave. I'm here with Roger. Roger, how's it going? Good evening, everybody. So we wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the recently announced Patreon for the Make Fun Network, and that includes us at Over Under Fair. What follows will be a bonus episode about Halloween movies since we had... uh, we still had grave discussions with us, and we wanted to talk more. So, And also, we were mandated from on high that we needed to have bonus content on Halloween by some craven dictator. Uh, hi, Matt. I wanted to make sure that we detailed a little bit, though, before we got into it, about some of the particulars of the Patreon. And uh, I have Roger here to help me with that. Roger, are you excited? Yes, I'm very excited to do Patreon because I feel like we're getting legitimacy. We're building our legitimacy. We're building, thanks to you... Our fans out there for we want to thank the fans really for making this happen and Matt and Matt of course the, the our, our fearless leader if you will so a couple of notes uh, we will have our show is it's as yet untitled but right now we're functionally calling it the over under fair listener topics bonus show at three dollars a month and it will feature us as you have come to love us Roger Lacey and myself and we will be taking surveys on Patreon for people at this tier to give us topics that they would like to have us discuss on the show in over under fair fashion. So nothing we're hoping to have you guys go a little smaller. So instead of like, Oh, Steven Spielberg, maybe you want us to talk about Jurassic park, like an individual film or an individual artist or a record or something instead of like a giant career spanning thing. Or if you want to talk generation one transformers, I'll be happy to discuss why Soundwave is far superior than Megatron. If you want to go, you know, he's vastly underrated as the second guy in command. The, the, the whole bent is just to try to find topics that you guys are interested in having us talk about from an overrated, underrated, fairly rated perspective, but something that isn't going to be able to fill an entire show because we will be using all of your selections and culling multiple ones per show. So it'll be like two or three topics a show so we can give everybody time. We're not just going to rush through one thing, but we want to get as much of the people involved in as we can with all, while, while also giving credit and giving discussion to the things in time enough to feel like they're worth meriting discussion for. Those words don't make any sense the way I said them, but you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah, and it allows really for – there's a lot of topical things going on right now. For example, Dr. Sleep comes out next week, so – Maybe you want to talk about a certain specific Stephen King movie. Maybe just want us to recap it, too, because Dave was not a fan of it. But if you want to hear Dave Roland talk about it, then we can go from there. <laughs> Which would be a bummer because you would be forcing me to watch it. And I, again, if you've listened to the Halloween episodes, not a huge fan of being terrified. So that's. That's up to you, though. Like, whatever, however you want to do this is what you're going to do with it. Yeah, maybe someday soon we'll have a cool bumper sticker, but you should check out our shirts that just came out. So they're on the Make Fun Network page, I believe. There's a link out there for yeah, it. Yeah, they're, they're at Teespring. If you go to Teespring and search for Make Fun Network, you'll find us, too. So there you go. Yeah, and you can get a tank top if you're cool like that. If you can, if you can pull off a tank top, do it. All right, so that's all for the Patreon right now. There will be more, I'm sure, in the coming months of things getting added or you know, extra features and things that may come up on our our bonus stuff. So we want your involvement. We look forward to your participation. And until then, this one's for free. So this one's on us. It's a bonus episode talking about more uh, horror horror movies from us and Grave Discussions. So thanks, guys. Hey again, everybody. It's Dave. Welcome back to Over Under Fair. 
this is our our bonus episode. We wanted to make sure we had something to put out on Halloween, and we we have something. So we're going to talk about uh, some of the movies we did not discuss in our underrated horror. Some of them may or may not be underrated, but we just wanted... We had a lot of movies when we talked about stuff, and we just felt that we had more to say about some other stuff. So this won't be as long. It won't be as intricate. But we have grave discussions here still. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Still all right. My legs are kind of sore. My tailbone hurts, but I'm ready. Yeah. You're a trooper. You're I, a trooper. I love talking about horror movies. So. And that's why we have you. Yeah. And Lacey, you are here as well? I am here. And uh, welcomed, welcome back from his prison confinement and audio in the basement of Grave Discussions. Roger, how you doing? My biceps are killing me right now. I didn't let you out. Who let you out? <laughs> Mita. <laughs> <laughs> so as... As I uh, alluded to, this will be our our bonus horror show. We were we're gonna go around the table, not like I don't know lightning round style, but close enough. And we're gonna talk about some of the movies that didn't make our underrated lists, and just kind of talk about some more horror stuff in the in the event that there are other movies you guys might want to add on to your viewing lists. I know this is gonna come out on Halloween, so it's gonna be a little end of the monthy, but. I know most of you are horror fans all year round, so by all means, just fucking watch these two. So, mm -hmm. um, Lacey, you got one you want to throw at us? Or you want to go later? Yeah, I'll throw one out. Um, I know this movie has a cult following, but I don't really ever see it discussed. I know it has about a million sequels, but Cube. Um, oh, oh, shit. Yeah, it was... It's, it was 1997 is when it came out. It says it's a Canadian independent movie. Um, I saw it on Sci-Fi. I think the Sci-Fi Network made like a big deal about like premiering it. Um, I watched it thinking, what is this? Because the way they marketed it was kind of like, what ha like they don't really give you like a plot in the marketing mm. or at least the trailers that I was seeing. Um, but it's basically just a bunch of people wake up in a cube a giant cube and all of the rooms are cubed next to each other. I know. A so think, of, cubes, think of like yeah. a giant Rubik's cube and they can get from room to room and they are with strangers and nobody knows why they're there, but some of the rooms are booby trapped and some of the rooms aren't. And they make their way through this cube trying to figure out how they can decide whether or not the rooms are booby trapped. And I just, it's not a movie that I would genuinely like, think that I would like if somebody described this to me it kind of sounds boring but it's very suspenseful and I really enjoyed this movie it has a ton of sequels I've never seen any of the sequels you're fine but um <laughs> you're yeah. fine seeing the one but this one is good um definitely give it a watch if you can find it somewhere I'm not sure if it's streaming anywhere so basically if you like saw you'll you'll enjoy kind of yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot like, of like it's like a proto saw kind of yeah I enjoyed elaborate, it. Elaborate booby trap. The second, things. the second one was not that great, but I liked the first one. It, it was, it was a cool concept, and each room was was pretty sweet. It was just interesting seeing how they were navigating through this and trying to like figure everything out. I right. thought it was, it was and smart. All the, and the was, personalities of like the people like clashing together to try to figure out. Yeah, I think this movie is a a really good indication to touch on something we had said in our underrated horror episode. Make sure you check that out. Uh, this is the example of what happens if you make a sequel to something when you didn't need to. Because, like, mm -hmm. we were talking about The Rise of Leslie Vernon, and it's like, well, they want a sequel. Well, could we make one? They make Cube. It's super cool for being super low budget, and it's a lot of fun. And then they try to do it again, and they get more money, and it's somehow less good. Yeah. Like, this, yeah. it is, like, a super diminishing returns on these movies. By the time you get to, like, Cube Zero or Prime or whatever the <laughs> fuck the, like, the prequel movie to Cube is, and it's god-awful, like... 
it's it's really unfortunate because Cube, the original, is super cool and super atmospheric and really fun in like a campy, independent horror movie way. And all of the sequels are terrible. I mean, one man's opinion, but no, I, oh, I didn't realize hate, you had seen them. all. The I've sequels. seen all of them. Yeah, I will say, uh, kind of last thing I'll say, reminiscent of the new Escape Room film uh, was just like the the awesome set design in Cube with the actual rooms and some of them rotated or I don't know. They did yeah, some crazy yeah. shit with the rooms. That was all really well done. And I, I, I appreciated that very much. Absolutely. As someone who has been on set, I'm sure that that was probably, it took a lot of man hours. Like I'm a sure. pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. To set it up. They pull it off yeah. well. Yeah. So oh, who are we? Uh, Sam, why don't you give us a movie? Uh, the Unnameable from 1988. So it's a HP Lovecraft movie. So there's this like old dude. And uh, his, like, daughter's a demon or whatever, and he keeps her locked in a room. Uh, she breaks out and kills him. And then, you know, the local teenagers, being local teenagers, they're like, hey, this is a legend. We should go check it out because we're white. Fucking uh, local they, teenagers, man. Yeah. Yeah, and they always, it's always just white people exploring shit they shouldn't be exploring. <laughs> like, every, every fucking Isn't movie. that kind of just horror <laughs> in general? It's like, yo, are we yeah. Caucasian? Yeah. All right, did you hear about that murder in the murder house that's called the murder house? Yeah. I want to live there and Can plan we go, a yeah. garden. All right, we're going to leave our cell phones at home. We're gonna go there like unarmed. That sounds cool. Better yeah, yet, let's great. go Ouija board. Yeah, let's get investigate. Let's, uh, let's <laughs> That's go. essentially what this movie let's is. Let's go investigate. About, yeah. I'm gonna get naked and take a shower in there. What's going on? Like, so they go, they investigate, and uh, the douchebag of the group is also the hero, Randolph Carter. He's that's like great. this, like fucking know it all. Probably the greatest. oh Randolph Carter. That's yeah, that's a Lovecraft character. Yeah, probably that's the it. greatest protagonist in all of horror movie history. <laughs> like literally, he's never in no. any danger. Like people are just running around the house getting killed, and he's like, oh, I can't find the pages to this book. Oh look, a trap door. Bah. And then at the end, he comes out of a grave. He's like, Oh, where was I? Bah. Like you know, it's, it's, it's fucking pretty great. But like the demon, bro. Like it's it screeches are like. I don't know how to explain it. You have to just just look up the unnameable. Just look up the trailer. You'll hear the fucker crying. Yeah, it's just it's it's not fucking human. I don't know how they did that, but whoever did that, props to you. Stay away from my kids if I ever have it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a disturbing like shriek, and the actual effects of the monster are awesome. And and like it's like a super atmospheric movie, but it has that classic like, hey, I know it's dark in this house, but for some reason this blue lighting will. Let people know that it's dark in here, yeah. while at the same time being able to see everything that's going on. Sure, yeah. And the kills are fucking brutal. Uh, she gets thwarted by like tree branches initially, so I don't know what the fuck it's all about. When did you say this movie was made? Eighty-eight. Okay, so it's eighty-eight. Okay, yeah. that's cool. It's a cool little movie. Is it? Is it more You've sold like? Me on it. I yeah, I know. I'm now. actually kind of interested too. Is it? It's really good. Is it more like supernatural kind uh, of stuff, or is uh, yeah, it? Yeah, it's okay. all like I'll say this. It's like Lovecraftian lore to the max. Okay, and and if you've seen the original pumpkin head sure it's got yeah. kind of the same sort of vibe to it i will say overall so pumpkin head is a good movie yeah, it's a cool, fucking it's a cool that's, that's high praise yeah <laughs> uh roger man we brought you in you uh you got something to say well i got two movies real quick but sure. i'm more i'm more different from you guys since i like, like sci-fi horror movies because that's kind of I grew up in my house. Cut your teeth. Cut my teeth in that. But that was the original. A lot of a lot of reruns, a lot of stuff in the 80s. But two movies stand out to me, one being Life Force from 1985. Fucking oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> that movie, so that's Patrick Stewart in that movie, which he, you, know, you see him, he's, I think it was in a, a helicopter when that oh, happened. Patrick Stewart. Good old Patrick Stewart in that movie. And one of my first crushes, I had to look up her name, uh, oh, Mathe- Mathonia Bay, May. 
Yeah, Matilda May. Yeah, Matilda yeah. May. Oh, my. My oh my. goodness. Wow. What a beautiful woman. Perfection. <laughs> beautiful ladies woman. Yeah, perfect. Perfe- perfection. But She's was, British. Did you know gonna... that on the on the onset? That's a British woman. No, I did not know that. Well, and now that I know, no, it, know. Makes it, it makes perfect sense. It makes, yeah, it's all, all right. it's cyclical. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You can make jokes about her and your life force. That's... <laughs> she can suck the life force out of me anytime. <laughs> well, it has but, to be um, primate. Yeah, yeah, 85. But then the other one is... Um... The reason also that movie also kind of for the visuals for that period too. No, it's a cool movie. Like it it looks good, you know, for for what it looks like. Sci-fi vampires, but good. Yeah, Yeah. but good. I like that you clarify it. No, (laughs) hear me out. It's sci-fi vampires. Stay with me. But good. Yeah, stay with me. And the other one is 1997's Event Horizon. Oh yeah. Sam Sam Neill is that's one of his best movies. That movie. I didn't think. I just thought it was going to be. I didn't. I didn't know what it was going to be when I first saw it. Honestly, I, I saw like just some previews. But in the nineties, previews are not what they are now. Mm-hmm. With a spoiler alerts kind of thing. But uh, Lawrence Fishburne, some of the visuals in there are just frightening, and it's a Paul W. S. Anderson, the lesser Paul Anderson. Yeah, the less, yeah. Pa- less yeah, the lesser Paul Anderson, yeah. if you will. He's made some not so great things, but yeah. this is good. Like this yeah. movie is totally watchable. Yeah, and so the. The child going back and forth when she's trying to figure out where that, that whole sequence to, but there's there's so many good parts of that movie. But yeah, so it's set in space yeah. and the, it's on a ship, and the ship effectively goes to hell and yeah. back. Kind of is what exactly. is what it's intimated. This movie has gotten like a really a really big cult following in the past like twenty years since it's been released, and it's one of those movies now that like. I get excited when people see it for the first time because I saw it when I was like 15. Same here, yeah. And it was like, fucking what? And then yeah. now other people see it and they're still like, fucking what? I'm like, yeah, yeah. that same. movie still does that. Like, it, it's cool that it still does that. It's the same reaction. I, and it was when I first saw it, I was in high school. And then when I saw it again, the next girlfriend, she she couldn't, oh, she thought it was going to be stupid. And uh, she, I told her, she was like, Sam, but then with Sam Neill, it was the Sam Neill effect. Sure. Yeah. She, she was appealed in by Sam Neill. So. Well, we all are. Yeah. So those are two. Those are my two. Nice. Yeah. Anybody have anything else to say about it? I don't. I don't you guys didn't. I just really. About yeah, Event I really Horizon. like Event Horizon. I had the same, the same reaction going into it, and it's actually been picking up more steam recently, also in in the communities that we're a part of online uh, horror specifically. Um, I think I'm glad people are discovering it for the first time. I assume or rediscovering it. Yeah, it's just cool. It's 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 way more like mentally insane than. I I expected it to be going into like the first time, and it, it's just a very visceral film, and it's it kind of one of a, one of a kind in that aspect. So. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I re- and I love sci fi stuff too, so I enjoyed it. Don't bash me, but I've never seen it. Oh, for you real? Should. I, well, look, they're every, all discovering things. Yeah, I've never seen it either. Everyone's like telling me to watch it, like it's like Hellraiser in space, and I'm like. Yeah, so accurate. Kind of wild. Yeah, well, accurate wasn't, wasn't there? No, there was a leprechaun in space. I don't think. Well, yes. yeah, there was a girl. There's fucking Jason in space, leprechaun in space, Dracula in space. Fuck, fuck space. <laughs> I know. And that's, space I, is I scary. Space is, is so scary. scary. Yeah. That's where we are. I mean, I'm I'm happier with that than like a the portrayal of space as isolation. Like, I get that it can be dramatic too, but in my mind, space is just scary first. Like, I don't... I, I can't even think about space for too long without getting, like, scared and having yeah. to think about puppies. I saw Ad Astra, and that movie was boring as shit. And, like, maybe it's just because I want more scary things to happen in space. Maybe I'm just conditioned to think of space as terrifying, but I get it. Space, you learn about isolation and yeah. your need to be with people and... Blah 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 blah, and then there's no aliens. Like I want something crazy to happen, yeah. but yeah. it doesn't. So there's 
there's me sneaking in my fucking blow against Ad Astra. <laughs> fucking suck it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not here to talk about that. Uh, Barnabas, are you hit sure? Me. Yes, we are. You need to get I'm some things on. off your chest. Nope, moving on. All right. Uh, All right. Barnabas, what, maybe a couple, one or two. However you sure. want. Give, I me, give I, me one. Start I, with one. I don't hate Brad Pitt. I'll just put that out there first. I don't hate Brad okay. Pitt. Sure you don't. <laughs> no, I was kidding. But, so my, uh, my one honorable mention, I actually had a lot. I just had to pick one, but... I never see this movie getting talked about pretty much at all, uh, but I watched it kind of recently, maybe like a couple years ago, just randomly. I thought the cover looked cool, and I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, it's called From the Dark, directed by Connor McMahon uh, from 2014. So again, a, a kind of a newer one, uh, but this one is is pretty severely underlooked. It's an Irish horror film set in the Irish oh. countryside and follows this couple who gets stranded on the road those dang muddy Irish roads. <laughs> and so they go f- to look for help, kind of a typical, you know, plot setup. but there's something that's stalking the Moors and they wind up, uh, coming across this house to look for help. Of course, it's like the only farmhouse and sure. whatever distance, but they, they encounter this creature and I don't want to spoil too much what the creature is. You, you, you could probably tell if you just look at the, the cover art for this or whatever but uh the description says an ancient force of evil and i'll say this much it plays around with with lighting a lot in pretty creative and innovative ways and a lot of it is very like raw and, and natural lighting and cinematography and actually is is pretty terrifying at parts um at least when you like encounter the the creature on the screen, it's very cool. That's a good way to work around stuff too. When you when you can just manipulate the light in the dark in a way that makes everything scarier, you don't have to worry as much about making it look super scary immediately. Like just playing with atmosphere is, in my mind, always my favorite way to watch horror films. Like that that makes me way more scared than just like oh a creature, you know. Like this, personally this, speaking, this film is definitely that, and it also is a movie that kind of just takes place over one night as well. And I think that actually kind of makes it scarier it's an isolated setting you've only got it's a very minimal cast i think only like three or four actors in this movie total so yeah it, it kind of strikes that fear of oh i'm uh, what could happen if i'm living out here by myself you know that kind of thing so that sounds good yeah it, it's a it's a cool movie i think i have that one is that the one with that little fucking creature on the back cover uh this is the that's cover. the one yep okay right yeah this is the the cover oh yeah right that's here, a creature so. all right it, it is a creature, all right. From the dark. <laughs> yep. You, you, there's there's lots of little hints just in what it's called and the description of what this thing is, but I won't say it. Um, yeah, <laughs> but you should definitely, yeah, you should definitely go check it out. All I right. wonder what what creature comes from the dark. Yeah, it, it's a good spin on the whole vampire uh, subgenre, I guess, just because it takes it back to that kind of like more raw, scary, scary vampire thing that I was talking mm-hmm. about before with Not sparkly one. Not sparkly, no. No, no not sparkly. This vampires. is definitely this is, like if you want a scary vampire, this is a good movie to watch. Cool. Anything else? Uh, you want me to do one? We could. We yeah, can alternate can it around. One. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. This is. We're just kind of playing fast and loose here with the format. We just wanted to get some stuff in for everybody at the wire here on Halloween. Um. Yeah. I got. I got one. We'll do one here. Um. This is, of course, in the vein of what I would pick because I am already as shit and have no, <laughs> have no regard for anything that actually scares me. Uh, Carnival of Souls is oh, uh, okay. 1962, so it's old. Um, it's black and white. It is, to my knowledge, the only movie that this director made, and the woman that starred in it also 
I believe it's like one of her only like three credits. So it's like it's fucking indie, like in the very nature of that word. Um, I've seen it w- in the Criterion Collection. It and is, it's often it is in fact a Criterion. Film. As, yes, as of a, course, you it know, is. A, a classic old. Uh, yeah, like paranormal. Her Harvey. Film. I'm sorry. I want to make sure I get the guy's name. It was written, produced, and directed. Like it's all. It's like this guy's thing. Like he spent you know a bunch of years trying to get it made got it made and then could never get another movie funded or made again which is unfortunate because this movie is just dripping with atmosphere like even for the 60s this movie is very unsettling like the it's what the i think what the coolest thing and what the most effective part of this movie is is the manipulation of sound Mm -hmm. like you know the the word carnival is very evocative of exactly what you would think of and this movie plays with that and there's lots of like organ music and distorted organ music and a lot of like dirges and you know like ghoulish dancing kind of shit so even for the 60s though this movie is pretty fucking upsetting like it's it's imagery is very surreal and the the performances again they are minimal because there's only like a few people in this like you like your movie but they're all pretty good and it's it's just very visually interesting like for a movie made in the 60s i am constantly impressed by what they were able to pull off with using basically just like again just like evocative mood like mm. that's this whole movie is a big mood is pretty much what this is and i don't know i still think it's kind of jarring and if i'm if i'm not paying attention when i'm watching it there's a specific scene where this woman is playing an organ and kind of like loses what she's doing in the middle of it and and starts to play it's like a church organ and starts to play it at a a different interval and then kind of faster and like it's actually kind of upsetting like the sounds the mm. discordant like you know organ in your head is a bit much if you're not really paying attention so yeah i don't know i think this movie is just really cool like it's just a it's a nice it's just a nice atmospheric kind of thriller yeah i agree has anybody else here seen it i've not seen it no i I have seen it so i think i'm the only one other than you um it it definitely has more of that kind of art yeah artsy feeling to it look i'll just tell you it's an art film but you know what fuck you it's good (laughs) it is effective um i I've saw it. I've seen it recently, and I still can't quite like recall what the what the gist of the movie was. Almost, I get what like happened. A woman is in a car crash, yeah. and she relocates to kind of pick up her life after the car crash, and she starts seeing like ghoulish apparitions that are right, trailing yeah. her. And there's some other stuff. Yeah. There's there's various creepy scenes yeah. with with those ghouls or mm-hmm. whatever they may be. Um, particularly, is it? I think toward the end where she actually goes to this carnival. Yes, yes, yeah. That there are some strike. There's some striking imagery for sure, especially for the '60s. Yeah. Um, and I agree. Yeah, it's just one very atmospheric production. So, um, I I enjoyed it. You know, it's not particularly. Uh, I guess for the time, it was kind of groundbreaking. Sure. I'm, yeah. In retrospect, for, for like how yeah. it established. I can't. It's you know you can but. you can see these movies and know that they weren't being made that way then. Right. Like that's that's kind of what it has going for it. And now it's a movie I've heard name checked several times by other directors and people going forward of like, oh no, Carnival of Souls. Like I definitely that's an inspiration to me. Mood, mood, mood. Because yeah. this it, that's really what this movie is hinging on. Absolutely. But it still works. You know. Even now, I still think it's totally worth seeing. Mm. Anybody else want a different movie, rather? Sure. Um, do you, you have another one? Yeah, I have one. Uh, I was going to do a different one, but uh, Roger mentioned Sam Neill, so I was like, ooh. So uh, my next movie is from 1981, and it's called The Possession. It's with uh, Sam Neill and uh, 
My old woman crush from the remake of Nosferatu, Isabel Adyani. <laughs> yeah. I would literally yeah. crawl naked through broken no, glass. I'm, I'm with you. To hear her fart through a walkie-talkie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, to, to that extent. So, like, uh, this is an experimental, like, artsy movie. Uh, it's made by a Polish dude, Andrzej Zulawski, I think. Andrzej Zulawski. Yeah. Okay. Or however, <laughs> however his last name. I can't see his last name, but yeah. It has the little ch- on top of the Z. That's <laughs> a Z, right? Uh, yeah, Andrzej Zulawski. Zulawski, yeah. yeah. So, follow Sam Neill, a guy, Mark, and his wife, Anna. Uh, he's been, like, off, uh, uh, like on the road here and there. And uh, he comes back, and she says she wants to leave him and, like, take the kid or whatever. And it shows, like, they're, like, struggling the relationship through the cinematography. Like, the first shot is that, like, one of the first shot is, like, them in a house. But, like, they're separated by a wall, showing their, like, emotional separation. And then, like, uh, you know, he has sex with her, and it's, like, mundane because, like, as it's revealed through the movie, like he his like his his point of love and marriage isn't like to, you know, for passion and love in general. Like that's not what marriage is about. He thinks it's like maintaining like a family unit. So like, uh, sex is more of like a chore for him. You know, like and there are like underlying things showing that he's not actually straight in the movie. But I don't want to get into like all those details. But like you know, he's like uninterested in sex with her. And then, like, she reveals that she cheated on him. So he goes, he confronts the lover Heinrich. And he's, like, this, like, douchey, poetic German dude. And he's, like, oh, what is love? And <laughs> the dude's, like, fuck you. And then he kicks Sam Neill. Like, he kicks the shit out of him literally by just kicking him. Like, doing those, like, unrealistic, like, Chuck Norris, like, yeah, yeah, kicks. You know, he kicks the shit out of him. And then uh, Sam hires a private investigator. And, like, she's actually cheating on him still, but not with Heinrich, with a demon who she's, like, feeding people to the demon. Well, demons are very alluring. So yeah. that she can craft a new mark. So it, it's his. It's going to turn into his clone, but it's still, like, evolving. It, it's a very, like, allegorical Yeah, the whole movie, movie. is just a whole Girl, allegory. just leave your husband at that point. I mean, yeah, you can hide you better. Yeah. Why make a but new one? It, it's very good. I mean, the horror <laughs> kind of comes from these very jarring and almost, like, like they f- almost, like, feel out of place. Dude, the subway scenes. Scene? But, yeah, it, it's, but it's all kind of... Um, you know, um, pertaining to something, you know, it's very metaphorical. But yeah, it's it's wild. I would say probably more so than any of the movies it's that like we've discussed. Two hour and seven minute movie. It's like an extreme version of Thirst Without the Vampire. This is I'm just about to say this is a blind spot in my viewing because this is a movie that has been suggested to me several times. Yeah. Watch it uh, over something of people like, no, you'll like this, you'll like oh, this, and this totally is a movie I know I would like just from the description of it and. It being foreign yeah. and me being mm-hmm. an art asshole. It is. Uh, it is in <laughs> English. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, but it's it, like, I believe yeah. it's his only English language film from what I, I had, so. from what I had gleaned from it from this particular director. It's great. And it, the dialogue and everything kind of plays out almost like theatrically. Yeah, you know, like as a play. It's, yeah, this it's, is one hundred percent on my. It's highly I should totally see this. Movie. You have to, bro. Like, yeah, I wouldn't even classify it as horror. It's just like. If I could, well, then if, I'll doubly if, if enjoy this it. Was, if this was a genre, I would put it as depression, along with sure. like another movie that I like, like speaking Ant- my language, Antichrist with Willem Dafoe. Yeah. If you ever oh, seen that one, brother, I fucking yeah. love that. Movie. Yeah, I've seen Antichrist. I fucking love that movie. We're not going to talk about that today either. Yeah. <laughs> At least, unless I, someone really wanted to talk about it, but I just had, I don't think it fit. I Chaos just have Rains. one more. Um, so my last one is Triangle. I've heard of it. Yeah, directed by Christopher Smith uh, from 2009. Uh, this one is also one that when it gets brought up, you know, it has the, that rallying cry of people who are like, oh, yeah, I love this movie's great. I love this movie. But it's not really talked about too heavily. I don't see anything about this movie, really. But it's a very solid concept, and it's it's a movie that's executed very well. So uh, it, it's got 
Melissa George, good old Melissa George. Oh, hey. It. Yep. Uh, Shout out. I, I, I like her. Liam Hemsworth, I completely forgot that he's in Holy this movie. <laughs> it's been actually a while since I've seen it. Uh, I've Hemsworth been wanting to. Liam it Luke, feels like Chris. a lot, yeah. There's <laughs> um, a whole shitload. It's, it's been a while since I've seen it. I've been wanting to revisit it. But it's a very cool little movie. Uh, Melissa George plays Jess, who goes on a yacht with her friends. And that's kind of like the basic structure. But what happens is very unconventional. Um, and initially, it comes off as kind of like a slasher movie. But there's this whole kind of, I don't want to call it a gimmick, but it's kind of like a vehicle for this movie that has to do a lot with deja vu. So kind of what begins to happen ends up being very intriguing and probably kind of too confusing for some people. But the way it plays out is great. And by the end of it, it's, it's, it's a very clever little film. Uh, so it's kind of like a different type of slasher movie. If that, that sounds makes sense. neat. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's on the water, which is not something that you oh. normally see. You know, yeah. it's on this well, yacht. Now I'm out because water terrifies me. Well, you can't even... <laughs> I can't fucking... You don't see the water too much. But they're God, on, they're scary really they're on the yacht. They're I on know. a yacht. I know, I know. Yeah, I Maybe I'll try. Maybe that I'll does try. add the extra it's... spooky element. Yeah, like, absolutely. You can't get away. Oh, it makes you uncomfortable. Absolutely. It does sound cool, though. You'll, you'll, I, I'll say this much. I think you'll end up being more wrapped up in kind of like the intrigue of what's happening. Sure. That, that you probably won't notice, but All right, it's, cool, it's a cool little film. That does sound neat. Is it about the Bermuda Triangle? Uh, I think that that's kind of what's hinted at it. Again, it's been a while, Feels so like I don't illusion, know yeah. if, I don't know if that's what it is. I heard but Water probably, Triangle. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that shit. I think that's, that, I think that's <laughs> the namesake. Yeah. So basically yeah some crazy shit happens and uh, i do recommend this one it's i think it's on prime that and sounds good i think i think it is streaming somewhere yeah we didn't we didn't go out of our way to tell you where all these movies were available and for that i apologize no. for the episode and for this but well, i mean we found them well, in can, some ways so you guys can find them if they're I can, there i'm not gonna plug anything i'm not like being sponsored by them or anything but i did find this cool app called just watch okay um that if you just type a movie in there it'll usually tell you where it's streaming or oh that's right oh it. okay so it, that's very yeah, helpful. That's cool. No, plug that. That sounds great. Yeah. Everyone use that now. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> people start using it and that way they can stop asking yeah. where things are. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I have one more. If we want to do one more, we can yeah. wrap up after that. Unless anybody else had anything they wanted to cover. Everybody good. Okay. Well, then I'll do my last one real quick. Um, I mentioned him during our discussion in the episode about underrated horror. Um, but as I had said, one of my favorite directors is David Cronenberg, and I would like to talk about Dead Ringers real quick. Um, it is not it is not his most well known work, although anybody that has any interest in him, I'm sure, has seen it. Um, but it was for a while one of the kind of harder ones to find because it's not the topic is strange. <laughs> it's not as a it's not as easily I don't know digestible by like a horror crowd. So Jeremy Irons plays twin gynecologists. And the movie is effectively a love triangle of sorts between him and then a woman and him, <laughs> which is which is a bit of a, like a mind fuck to begin with until you also add the element of them kind of trying to do like experimentation on the women that they have as clients to, you know, like they their whole specialty is like working in infertility. So they're trying to help women with that and i'm using that word very very generously because their helping is a lot less helpful than helpful um it is very visually striking because it is a david cronenberg movie so fucking of course it is it is also very gross because it is a david cronenberg movie so fucking of course it is um i think this movie is really 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 weird but not so far afield that you can't 
find the like the thing to ground you in the horror aspects of this movie. And I think Jeremy Irons, as two different people, is playing incredibly realized roles dual. Like he's doing such a good job of portraying both of the brothers in this movie that it's like it's kind of it's 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 honestly worth watching just to see that. Like Jeremy Irons is pulling off something that not a lot of people can do, which is playing two very realized characters, both of whom are kind of abhorrent in their own way, and both of whom are like very I don't know, very much actively seeking their goals and doing it in ways that conflict with each other. And again, he's playing against himself. Like, it's fucking cool. Like, as an exercise in filmmaking, it's kind of worth just seeing for that. Like, I, you know, I won't say too much more about it, but if you haven't seen Dead Ringers and you don't, and you don't mind body horror, <laughs> then you should totally check it out because it's it's a really weird, cool watch. It's on my watch list, but now I'm going to watch it for sure. You totally should ASAP. watch it. It is a, it's a cool fucking movie, man. I mean, again, I'm using the word cool kind of loosely because it's not cool. It's kind of horrible, but, <laughs> okay. was, you know. It was con- coincidentally on uh, Pluto TV when I was, like, leaving the house. Oh, really? There. Yeah, and I was like, okay, but um, I don't. I think I watched it maybe once, like, a long time ago. I don't have much memory It is it, old, so I, I should say. It's, like, 1989. Yeah, so I can't say too much about it, but um, the scene, they did a great job of splicing, you know, his two yeah. characters in together. It looks fucking good for a 30-year-old movie. Yeah. Like, Go ahead. I'm sorry. So no, I, I don't. Uh, so I don't really remember a whole lot more about it, but that aspect was really good, and I mean, Jer- Jeremy Irons is fantastic. So. Absolutely, he's he's a fucking wonderful actor, yeah. and this is this is not a role I feel like gets brought up a whole lot if we're talking about like his career as a guy who makes films. But I wish it would be more because I think he's great in this movie. Yeah, I have to re- revisit this one for sure. Yeah, man. So fucking. <laughs> Dead Ringers. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. No, I just keep thinking about it. And I, if everybody here hasn't seen it, I don't want to say anything else about it because I kind of just want you to see it, and then we could talk about it later. Um, speaking of talking about it later, you can check us out at Make Fun Network, talking about all sorts of stuff. Uh, Roger, anything you want to add on top of that? Uh, nah. Any, anything Happy up Halloween. And, anything Happy up Halloween. Okay. Uh, no, no. I think we're I think we're set wise. I mean, in terms of uh, oh, um, for all our British fans, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since Roger went and loved up Matilda May, he wanted to also give you a shout out. I guess right. Roger. Really, oh, it's because of our Roger loves Britain. Oh, because of our charitable stuff. We've been doing really well. In Britain, oh, so. nice. Yeah. So maybe the UK. she's listening. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh. maybe. By the way, uh, she is French. By the way. Oh, really? I oh, thought yeah. maybe by the way Britain. Then that's my fault. Oh. Yeah. Either way, it doesn't matter. Either way, attractive woman. If you see one regardless. French listener on on your graph, then that might be her. Maybe. Maybe. We can only hope. Yeah. He's looking right now. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, after that, behind the curtain. Uh, thank you guys for joining us again. Really, I sincerely appreciate you guys Anytime. taking your time and yep. coming and talking horror with us. This is, for anybody who hasn't heard the previous installment, we had uh, grave discussions in here to talk about the Halloween franchise last year. And then this year, as recent as a couple of weeks ago, we had them in talking about uh, underrated horror movies. So we really enjoy working with you guys and we hope Likewise. we can pull this off again. Hell yeah. yeah. Likewise, yeah. We really enjoy working with you and we'll we'll happily come for more episodes. All right, man. Well, that's that. So yeah, man. Thanks again. Everybody at Make Fun. Uh, check out the rest of the bonus episodes. I know we had a whole glut of shit go up today. So if it doesn't like subsume you, then maybe you can still find us too. And uh, yeah, let us know how we're doing over there at the Facebook page and Hit us up on all of our Twitters and emails and what have you, Gmails. Uh, yeah, over under fairpot at gmail.com, over under fair on Twitter. And check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google, all of those podcast things. Do it. Make it happen. So this is us to you. Thanks a lot. Happy Halloween.